You've found the Everything Apostolic Podcast. Delight your soul, feed your spirit, and sharpen your mind with anointed teaching and discussion on subjects such as faith healing, miracles, end-time prophecy, holiness, and everything that apostolics love. And now here's your host, pastor, author, blogger, and teacher, Charles Rodas. You have just found everything apostolic. Well, praise the Lord. This is Charles Rodas, your host. It's such an honor to be with you today. And uh, I pray the Lord's blessing upon you and yours. I have a uh, a very, uh, very important, intriguing um, teaching here today on our podcast. And I'm glad you're with us. And uh, I hope that uh, you'll share this. And uh, if you think we're worthy, if you think our podcast is worthy, give us a five-star rating um, and ring the bell for future uploads and more podcasts when they are ready and available. All right. Well, again, uh, we're going to be talking about the subject of mirror, mirror on the wall. You've heard the old saying, mirror, mirror on the wall, who is the fairest of them all? Well. I'm just going to take a little thought from that right there, mirror, mirror on the wall. You know why? Because uh, our old flesh, we look in that mirror, and uh, sometimes we think we're fair. Sometimes we think we're great. You know, we can be a little exalted in ourselves sometimes, but not always. Sometimes it's just the opposite. Sometimes we look in the mirror, and that old person in that mirror looks back and says, oh, you're a terrible person. You're not worthy of God, and you're not worthy of anything in God, and you'll never amount to anything. And so it can go to extremes in both directions, but we're going to talk about this old flesh, because your flesh that looks at you in that mirror in the mornings uh, is your greatest problem. Oh, yes, it is. That's right. Your flesh is your biggest enemy. My flesh is my biggest enemy. And so we're going to talk about this guy for a little while. This guy or this lady, if you are a sister, of course, uh, because that old person there, he or she will give you more trouble than anybody would ever give you. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Praise the Lord. Well, that's why we're going to talk about it, because we want to be we want to be right with God. And we want to know how to keep this old boy under subjection and keep this flesh from ruling and keep this flesh from Uh, from off the throne because the flesh wants to sit on the throne of our life and it wants to dictate it wants to dictate and rule with carnality and rule with the lust of the flesh the lust of the eye and the pride of life yes that's what the flesh wants to do it wants to rule so we're going to look at several scriptures verses in the book of romans chapter 8 and so we're just going to give you a little to kind of uh, intrigue you here hopefully today and uh, kind of remind you of this great subject. I'm sure you've heard it preached. Maybe you've read about it, read about it yourself, studied it yourself, and I have for many, many years. So before we read uh, in chapter 8 of Romans, let's do want to read one verse from chapter 7, Romans 7 and 24. The Apostle Paul, writing to the church at Rome, said, O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of of this death 
Even Paul said in another place, in this flesh dwells no good thing. Oh, the only time your flesh is any good at all is when it's doing something for God, when it's seeking the face of God. The scripture in Psalms says uh, that unto thee shall all flesh come. Talking about prayer, unto thee shall all flesh come. So let's go ahead and look at Romans 8 and verse 1. There is therefore now no condemnation to them uh, which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the Spirit, but after the flesh. Oh, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Well, praise the Lord. Well, see, there we are, our old flesh. If we're walking in the flesh, we cannot please God. It's impossible to please the master when we're walking in the flesh. See, yeah, but we're always in the flesh because we're human. We are in the flesh, but we should not be living after the flesh. That's right. The flesh should not be ruling us. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Well, praise the Lord. Uh, just because you have the Holy Spirit does not mean necessarily that you are walking after the Spirit. It does not mean you walk in the Spirit. You can have the Holy Ghost and live a sinful lifestyle. You could live in sin. You could live for the flesh, live for car- carnality. That's right. That doesn't mean you're right with God because you're definitely not. Oh, no, no. So, right, you're, you're, you're definitely not pleasing to God if you're walking in the flesh, but you must walk in the Spirit. Now, let's go down and read verse 5. Read several verses from there. Romans chapter 8, verse 5. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. For they that are after the flesh do mind. They think of the things of the flesh. They want to entertain the things of the flesh. They love the things of the flesh. Their joy in life are the things of the flesh, the carnal things. In other words, the carnal man, the, the carnality of the flesh, the humanity that seeks to be fulfilled in self and pleasures of this world and the pleasures of sin. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. Are you after the flesh today? Praise God. Are you doing the things and seeking the pleasures that fulfill the flesh? Oh, mirror, mirror on the wall. (laughs) You are the most trouble of them all. Well, praise the Lord. That is so true. But let's look at the rest of the verse because that's very true as well. But they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit, Okay, so Paul is making a comparison here in a sense, saying, okay, if you're walking in the flesh, you're seeking fulfillment in the flesh, well, that just really exposes who you are, in my words. But they that are after the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. So if your desire is in the Lord, okay, and your, your hope and your aspirations and your affections are on things above and You know, you love to go to church, you love to pray, you love to seek God, you love to be a witness, you love to do the things of God. It's a joy to you. This apostolic life, this biblical life that we live is a joy to you. You know, you're not one that 
wants to be fulfilled all day long. You're not, you're not one that is just so carnal. You know, the word carnal means fleshly. That's right. It means fleshly or one who desires to fulfill the fleshly nature or the nature of the flesh or the nature of the fallen man. For they that are after the flesh do mind. They think about the things of the spirit of the flesh, but they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. So the person of the spirit thinks about the things of the spirit. He dwells and meditates upon the things of the spirit. His desire is in the things of the spirit. Oh, that's right. And that's what he longs for. He's not, you know, in his private time, in his alone time, you know, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind. But when he's in groups or he's when he's alone, he's the same person seeking after the face of God. His desire is in the Lord. Where is your desire today? <clears throat> well, praise the Lord. I said, where is your desire today? Is it fulfilling the things of the flesh and fulfilling the desires and the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye and the pride of life? Was it the apostle John said, uh, these are the things of the world. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. That's right. He said, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. For if any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. You know, that's right. For the love of the Father is not in him. Praise the Lord. All right. Let's look at the next verse here in Romans 8, reading down to verse 6. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. When you get in the car alone, what kind of music do you turn on? Unfortunately, there are apostolic believers that they listen to worldly music. Oh, praise the Lord. They, they listen to that music that talks about cheating on their spouse. They, they listen to that music that has cuss words in it. That, they listen to that music that talks about, sings about uh, drinking, crying over their beer, and, you know, and dancing to worldly music. You know, there, there are apostolic people that listen to these things, and some even believe there's nothing wrong with it. That's right. But there is something wrong with it because you're fulfilling the desires of the old man. Those are fleshly desires of the old man. A mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's controlling the person looking in the mirror? If you're listening to that kind of music, well, I'm not being judgmental. The word has already judged us. That's right. We cannot afford to have a fleshly mind for to be carnally minded. The word carnal there, carnally or carnal, the Greek word is sarx, S-A-R-X. And it means to be of a fleshly nature or the nature of the world or a carnal, fleshly or human. For to be carnally minded, worldly minded or fleshly minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. There are people that they get around other, you know, Christians and they can quote scriptures and they can lead conversation. And you you would think that they were the most spiritual people, but they get alone, they get in their vehicle or, or the prophecy of the home and they, they are listening to worldly uh, country music. They're listening to worldly rock. 
They listen to other music that is not meant for the saint of the living God. Some are looking at things and partaking in things that are ungodly and evil. And uh, I know people slip and fall and they make mistakes. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about living a lifestyle and making excuses for the flesh. Listen, we have no time. Jesus is on his return. He is coming back soon. We are living in the end time. Do you want to be listening to that kind of music? The day that Jesus returns, when that trumpet blows, do you want to be listening to that rock music or that country music? Do you want to be wearing those uh, that lustful, seductive attire? Do you want to be entertaining the flesh when you hear the trumpet blow? No, I don't. No, if you really believe that it can come anytime, why in the world would you be doing those things? Oh, my, 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 Jesus, help us today. That's right, for to be carnally minded is what? It's death. It's death. You will not be saved. It's in reference to going to hell. It's in reference to being lost in eternal death. If you have a carnal mind, are you entertaining the carnal man? Come on, what kind of person are you entertaining? We have no time to entertain. Entertain that carnality of the flesh. We have no time to do that. It's time to stand upright before the Lord. Oh, praise the name of Jesus Christ. Well, hang on here for an important message. I'll be right back with you. I want to make sure that you knew about my book called The Urgent Need of the Hour. The subtitle is Revival Praying. Hi, this is Charles Rodas. If your prayer life needs reviving or you want to learn how to pray intercessory prayer and break through with great answers to prayer, I do encourage you to get this book. Now, I do want to read you a few testimonies. Now, a lady by the name of T. Bright writes, after reading this, I have a better understanding and drive to pray. And Christy W. writes, the chapter through the veil will make you put this book down and pray immediately. Great points of help all throughout this book. Brandon C. says, this is an absolutely incredible resource that will light a fire under you. One more, Shelley says, other than the Bible, of course, this is one of the most important books I've ever read. Such wisdom and knowledge. Now, you can get The Urgent Need of the Hour on Amazon, or you can get it on my website at charlesarotis.com. Well, I hope you take a look at it. God bless. Mirror, mirror on the wall. Yes, let's look at uh, verse 7 a little bit more here. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. That man in the mirror, that woman in the mirror. And I'm not talking about your spouse standing next to you in the bathroom. I'm talking about when you're looking at your mug. I'm talking about when you're looking down your nose, you're looking in your eye, that carnality. Praise God all because the carnal mind, the carnal mind is enmity. Verse 7, because the carnal mind is enmity 
against God. What is the carnal mind? It is that fleshly mind, that fleshly mind, that that mind that thinks of worldly things, that desires. Its aspirations are of the flesh and carnality and worldliness and the things of uh, of, of the sinful nature, because the carnal mind, that kind of a mind, that kind of thinking is enmity against, against, against God. It's enmity against God. Do you know what en- enmity means? Well, it almost looks like the word enemy, enemy. But guess what? When you look at it in the Greek, it actually uses that word in its connotation. So the carnal mind is the enemy of God. Actually, it means hostility towards your carnal thinking, your carnal mindset, your fleshly nature, your your lust, your pride, your arrogance, your your jealousy, whatever it might be that rules you. That carnal thinking thinking is is hostility. It is the enemy of God against God. It is against God. You see, yeah, but I don't really feel like I'm against God. But but at that moment, that frame of mind, that's right. Your mind at that moment is against God. And that's why Jesus could turn to Peter after Peter was saying some things. He said, get behind me, Satan. And Peter didn't say anything bad in the passage, but it was really not in the plan of God. And so Jesus rebuked him and said, Satan, get behind me. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject, it's not submissive to the law of God. It's not submissive to living for God. It's not submissive to living right, righteous and holy before God. Neither indeed can be. He makes it a second point to say, neither indeed can be. Oh, Jesus, help us today. They have a right spirit. Verse 8, so then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. You're, if you're in the flesh, you're living the carnal life, the carnal mind. You can't please God living that way. You know, you, you watch a bunch of stuff, you know, on social media, the Internet, the television, videos, and you're watching stuff. And what you're doing is entertaining carnality and you're causing and arousing fleshly desires. Okay. Why in the world would you want to watch bloodshed? How in the world could you put up with listening to cussing on the TV or anything else? I don't want to hear it. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I want a sanctified mind. Don't you want a sanctified mind? Don't you want sanctified thoughts? Why would you allow that in your home? Would you allow the neighbor to come over here and start using the F word in all manner of words against Jesus and God and his in his speaking but people would say no to that but then they turn around and watch some television with a bunch of that garbage in there and then they want to claim the mind of Christ that is not the mind of Christ that is the carnal mind it, it cannot submit to the law of God that's right it cannot submit to the law of God it's 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 the enemy it's the enmity it's enmity against God those things you say well you're preaching standards i'm not preaching standards i'm preaching this book i'm preaching this word my friend praise god do you want the do you want a carnal mind or do you want a spiritual mind there is no gray area there's no gray area we've got to walk with god jesus is coming back 
All right, this carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be, in verse 8. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. They that are in the flesh cannot please God, verse 9. But you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. Watch this. It didn't, no period there. It's a comma. If so be that the spirit of God dwell in you. Okay, if you if the Holy Ghost is in you, you should not be living for the flesh. Okay, you should not be living for carnality. Now, if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. But you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. If so be that the Spirit of God dwell in you. So if you have the Holy Ghost, you're in the Spirit. But if you're in the Spirit and you're living for the flesh, what is that? Oh, that's trouble. Praise God, mirror, mirror on the wall, who is the fairest of them all. Some would say, well, you know, the, the, the fairest of them all is my carnal my carnal nature and those the, the fulfillment of my lust and the fulfillment of my pride and the fulfillment of pleasure in my life. To some in the church today, that is, that is the fairest of them all. But friend, we have got to put this flesh down. We have got to mortify this flesh. We've got to put him down and crucify that old man. All right. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he's none of his. Let's jump down to verse 13. I believe this will be, I will stop here at verse 13 with you. For if, if you live after the flesh, for if you live after the flesh or carnality or the carnal mind, you shall die. But if you through the spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, you shall live. For if you live after the flesh, that's what you think about all day long. That's what you want to fulfill. That's what you desire. That is where your passions and your aspirations are. The things of the flesh cannot pray, cannot seek God, can't even pray a little while each day. You know, uh, you're fulfilling the flesh. The flesh is controlling you. That's right. Flesh is controlling you. If you can't make time to pray, you say, well, I'm busy. I'm busier than you are. I don't have time. Everybody can make time because prayer needs to be our schedule. Prayer needs to be what, who we are, because if you're not praying, you can't walk in this. You can't walk in the spirit without a prayer life. That's right. You cannot. You have to fulfill the things of the spirit. And it all starts with a with a relationship and prayer. Your prayer life is your relationship. So let me encourage you today. For if you live after the flesh, you shall die. But if you through the spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, you shall live. Listen to that. But if you through the spirit do mortify, if you mortify, you put to death. That's what that means. Mortify means to put to death. If you put to death the deeds of the the deeds, not you're not putting to death the body, but you're putting to death the deeds of the body. The deeds of the body may want to listen to that worldly music, but when you say no, you just crucified your flesh. You crucified the and you mortified the deeds of the body. You say, but I still want to do it on the inside. You may still want to do it inside, but you just want a battle, and the next battle that you're going to have to win, of course, is to crucify that desire so that you don't want to do it. First of all, the first battle is to stop doing it. And when you said no, you want a battle. 
all right? And when you get the desire out of your heart, you've won a, a different battle and a bigger battle. Oh, thank you, Jesus. For if you live after the flesh, you shall die. But if you through the Spirit, through the Holy Ghost, do mortify, put to death the deeds of the body. What deeds of the body? Any of those carnal things we want to do. It's, it's amazing today how carnal we can be. Oh, praise the Lord. I said, it's amazing how carnal we can be. And, uh, you know, listen to worldly music on, on the way to church. And that church sing the songs of the Lord. Well, I didn't plan on saying all that about, about music today, but I guess I just did, didn't I? <laughs> Amen. Why? Because we've got to let the Holy Ghost entertain our minds. And we must have the mind of Christ. And the mind of Christ don't want to listen to that. The mind of Christ don't want to partake to partake in that. It just does not. That's right. But if you through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live. And I can go on and on in this passage and in this chapter. I encourage you to read this chapter. I have read this chapter, I don't know, maybe scores of times or hundreds of times in my life. I don't know. A powerful, another chapter that goes along with this very well, if you'd like to really kind of d dive into the subject, is Romans chapter 6. So Romans chapter 6 and Romans chapter 8 have a whole lot in common, my brother, my sister. Thank you so much for listening to Everything Apostolic. I do appreciate that so much. And if you would, hang on just for an important message. And don't forget, uh, forget to give us a five-star review if you haven't. And ring that bell so you can hear us next time when we throw up our next podcast. Thank you for listening to the Everything Apostolic Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and leave a rating and review for it as it provides tremendous feedback to this ministry. Don't forget, more resources are available at www.charlesarodis.com. There you will find Pastor Rodis's books and also the newsletter and a free gift when you subscribe to the newsletter. Until next time, be blessed in Jesus' name.